Okay, everybody wants good love. That's true, I know. Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo. Welcome to the podcast. Ain't no doubt we all need this. Hey, cause better relationships need better ingredients. Hey, so if you want better relations, it's about communication. Finding love, staying together. We all wanna make it better. Yeah, Derrick Jones, the host, your relationship coach. Thank you all for tuning in. Relationship gumbo. Welcome to another episode of the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. My name is Derek Jones and I am your host. I am a certified life and relationship coach and engineer and a mental health advocate. And tonight's show is going to be an interesting one. Um, this video has been going like viral, like off the chain for like the past. I don't even know. Maybe it's two, almost two weeks by now, maybe a week and a half. Um, and this guy, Kevin Samuels, has been making headlines but we're gonna talk about that in a minute first we want to bring on our special 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 guest she is no stranger to the show she's been here a few times and i value her opinion so i wanted to make sure that she came back and gave us her input and we just going if you guys have seen us on the show together we just kind of go back and forth we may not agree all the time but we're respectful of each other and in the comments, I need you guys to do the same because I have a feeling tonight we're going we to have some folks uh, that may have um, competing opinions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring her up and we're going to get started, guys. We're not going to waste any time. So stand by. I'm going to take her off mute and I'm going to get her right on the screen for you. <laughs> Boom. There she is. Welcome back. So let everybody know who you are and what you do, and then we're going to get into it. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Hi, everybody. Of course, I'm Maya Avery, the transformation coach. And like Derek just mentioned, I don't know if we're going to all agree, but it's okay to disagree respectfully. Again, I'm a transformation coach. I'm a kid um, preneur, um, a mompreneur teaching kids how to become entrepreneurs, as well as I'm a new author. I know I spoke about my book before, but um, when it dropped, I'll have this big drop date. Everybody be informed. So I'm excited to be here. So that's amazing. We waiting on the book. We can talk about all that stuff at the end, though. We're going to get right into this. So, guys, okay. this guy, <laughs> Kevin Samuels, has triggered, like, half the world in this past week. And I've been aware of him for probably maybe the past three months because as a relationship coach, I like to hear every angle. I like to listen to all the different stuff and compile that information because I like to know where people's heads are. And this guy, um, and we got, we have video clips, uh, for context here. So you guys will understand. Cause I know everybody hasn't seen it, but right. he's really triggered a lot of people because of his approach, his demeanor, the words that he said. And we always, um, you know, we always talk about, uh, this narrative of how black women are treated in our society, especially by black men. And so this, that conversation comes up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play what, what I have is, is a couple of clips. I have three total. So we're going to step through this and we're going to have commentary on it. And the last clip is the one that everybody's like going crazy about. And we yeah. just going to get it in. So stand by. We're going to go into clip number one and then we're going to kind of we're going to kind of step through this. And then if you have any questions or commentary, Maya, you want me to stop the clip? Just let me know and we're going to do that. So here we go, guys. 
So this just to set this up, um, because I know there's some people are like, what, who is what is Kevin Samuels? This guy is, um, I would have to say, a self-proclaimed life dating coach, and he's also an image consultant, and we don't have any verification on his credentials, but this is what he does, and he has thousands and thousands of people that listen to him literally every night. Like, his shows be lasting like two and a half, three hours, and they stay on there, and they get his advice, and he's really, really, really brash, and he really just says what he wants to it. Know it, your feelings be damned. He just gets it in, and women call all the time to get his advice on their relationship matters, especially when it comes to dating men that are that what he calls high value or high money earners. What do you have to do to get one of these men and what are they looking for? So that's his whole spiel. So I'm going to go into <laughs> um, his comments. So starting already, Erica Warren from Facebook says that guy is a little buzzard. So we're going we, we to get into clip number one and we're just going to get right into it. So stand by. I feel like I have a lot to offer to those type of men. Oh, okay, but see, you should have stopped right there. I just told you I cannot change men. And you said, right. once I book a session with you, I'm not a miracle worker. I'm telling right. you what they want. And you're still right. saying, yeah, but I want them. They don't want you. But I have been working on myself this year and, um, Okay, ma'am, but okay. 35, 13-year-old son with a sketchy father. Why would a man who's in the top 10% of earners who women across the country want, want that? Um, Because I have a lot to offer, Um, I feel like... Would you want your son to... If you had a son making that kind of money, would you want him to bring home a woman who had a 13-year-old son from a sketchy father? Or would you prefer him to get a woman who had no children, was younger, and easier to get on his program? Depending on his age. See what I mean? This goes so deep for black women. They will even... That should have been an easy question. No, I would not want my son to bring... I want the best for my son. That should have been the appropriate answer. That's why I sat up. All right. Thoughts? Uh-huh. There it is. Let's go. Okay, so... Look, let me start by saying my daughter is in here listening. She's 16 and she's chuckling. She's like, ooh, he made the black woman comment, first of all. So the first issue is, is that he's saying only black women have this issue. Mm -hmm. No other race have this issue. So that's the first issue I have. Secondly, the question was, would you want your son to bring home a woman like you? Um, and the answer should be no. That's the second issue that I have. And lastly, but not least, as she's trying to convey her thoughts and even get words out so she can get a better understanding, he didn't take time to stop and to listen to her words and her thoughts. I think that his tone, like you said, he was brash and he is, his abruptness would not be respected from a woman like me um, simply because, one, if the woman have an issue with dating, I feel like this man 
and I don't even want to call his name because I feel like I give energy to his name when it's being spoken. But I think that when he's counseling, it's so on the surface of uh, on counseling, he doesn't really dive in to me in the true meaning of and try to identify the issues in which this lady is uh, facing. So he's saying basically, oh, you want somebody that's in this bracket uh, or in this um, tax bracket is the word I'm looking for, but you're here. So he's minimizing her. He's lowering her self-esteem. He's insulting her. And she called you for help about dating. So is he just, and help me there, is he just a dating coach or is he a life coach? Like you said, what type of credentials does he have to help transform somebody's mind, thoughts, you know, perseverance to build them up on the inside and here mentally and emotionally for them to become a better person versus, hey, well, that's what you want. You're not that person. You're not it. So my second part, my last but not least is, why would somebody engage in conversation with him? So, so here's my perspective because I, I've watched, um, and I've never like sat through cause this thing is his, his shows be like three hours. Um, but this is what I gathered from the few shows that I've watched because I don't watch it because of him. I watch mm-hmm. it because I want to hear the cries and the woes of the people calling. Cause sometimes it's men, but mostly it's women. And I like to see where their heads are at. Like, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, he is supposed to be an image consultant to these higher echelon men. So he's supposed to, because he considers himself one, he considers himself an expert on these men that make X amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars a year. I'm pausing for you. No, no, I'm, I'm actively listening. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> that sounds like therapy right there. Um, <laughs> So, um, he also claims to be a life coach, um, Mm -hmm. where he supposedly gets paid to do sessions to help people figure it out. What I've gathered, like I said earlier, is the majority of women who contact him are looking for help in order for them to get one of these type of men that's making hundreds of thousands of three, two, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year. And he goes in and identifies what these type of men look for and argue that person. That's number one. Number two, I believe the reason why so many, when I tell you live, he'll have like two, 3000 people watching him at one time. And it's mostly women, women who listen to him every night do this and they keep coming back and they keep calling and so that to me speaks to something deeper. Right. Absolutely. So just to finish this point up, you got to ask yourself, like you said, why would they call and get advice from this guy who they know is going to belittle you, berate you, undermine everything that you stand for, no matter what your station in life is. And, and to me, the answer is, and this is just my experience and what I've seen People always want to fill in the blanks of the things that they don't know. Why am I not getting attention? Why am I not getting? And most of us try to figure that out in here. Mm -hmm. By the time you get to a certain age and you, let's say that you haven't really had any success in that area. Now you really just drawing that straws. Like who can answer this for me? Cause I need to figure it out. 
I need to figure out how to get what I want. What do I, what do I have to do? And like I tell people all the time, the reason why I think a lot of people go to him is it's the same reason people watch Jerry Springer. It, they feel like it's entertaining, but at the same time, these are real people calling him with real stories and real woes and real whatever. And they just trying to figure it out. And his approach is just real nasty. And he'll always say, that's what's wrong with you, black women. And if you don't agree with him, he'll just hang up on you. Well, he's a narcissist. <laughs> right. It, basically. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I wonder how many women. Okay. You said if they, if I don't agree with him, he will abort the call. Yeah. He will not just abort, abort the call. He'll say, that's what's wrong with you broads. So hang up. Boom. And he'll just. He'll go out of, he'll start off saying, okay, ma'am, I'm just trying to listen to what you're saying, ma'am, 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 ma'am. And then when you don't agree with him, then now you're abroad and you a, be a bitch and you all of this kind of stuff. And then he'll hang up on you. So who was his counselor? So where did he, I'm trying to figure out like who taught him how to teach anybody about life and what is image consulting besides an outer appearance? What happens to the inward part? Because clearly we have to heal from the inside, right? Right. In order for the outside to look good because when the outside look good and the inside is ugly, all you're doing is covering it up, right? So when right. I, I can cover me and make me look pretty. But if my heart and my mind's not right, and then I'm still not on the path to even be with a millionaire or hundred thousand. The lady says she made six figures, or any, even with someone who makes six figures or what have you. Um, I don't know the relevance of that because you can make a hundred thousand dollars at six figures. Uh, nowadays, they can't get you much. You right, know? and uh, if you live in the area where we are now, that's like a joke. <laughs> yeah, you can't get much with that. Like not here, but maybe somewhere else, maybe further down south. south right, but not here. Just at the point, I don't want to, you know, get off track. Um, so I'm, I'm disappointed, and I just, my heart goes out to the listeners. My heart goes out to people who I don't. I'm assuming that they have to pay for this, or uh, right, they have to pay him. So you calling in? You're paying somebody? Well, well, this is what happens. He supposedly has like his one-on-one sessions, pay for. But when he goes live. He allows people to call in. So that part is free. You're calling in knowing this is who he is and you're just setting yourself up for the for the blow. And that's what she did. Um, she also said that, you know, she felt like, you know, he this is what he does. He kind of puts you on a on on a, uh, a stage almost like cattle. And he's just like what he normally does is because he'll he'll say men that make, you know, five hundred thousand dollars a year. They're looking for a certain type of woman. What's your dress size? How much do you weigh? What part of country are you from? Blah, blah, blah. He'll go down this whole laundry list of qualifiers that qualify you to be eligible to get this type of man who a lot of times when they're up at that level, you're going to find a lot of superficial people. Um, mm -hmm. But I think where Kevin kind of misses it is that there are a lot of um, gray area. Like you can't lump everybody just in that one box and say, this box is going to automatically get them. And this box isn't there. There's some wiggle room in there because we've seen um, people who, who make, you know, $200,000 a year and they're not with a supermodel. They're with, you know, a lot of times you'll see them with another successful woman 
who mm-hmm. may be quote unquote, as he says, average. You see this all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not it's not mutually exclusive. I don't think you can just say, oh well, you you missed the height requirement. Guess you won't ever you know get this type of guy. That's kind of what he does. Because he he dis he um, disregards substance. So this has to be a <laughs> an image consulting firm looking for women that's shallow, lack substance, are in a position to where they want to be controlled by a man just to have a man that is in a certain income tax bracket to make them look good to avoid looking bad. That's the only thing I can come up with. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, and so guys, um, those of you that are listening, um, like I said earlier, I didn't want to come on here and necessarily make this the Kevin Samuel show. I wanted to take apart pieces of what he does to kind of figure out the why of some of this stuff, so you guys can really understand how people's mentality is out here. So before we get into the second clip, the other context about this is is I believe that this woman's, um, she's a business owner. She owns like, um, I think a doggy daycare and she makes like, she just hit six figures like three years ago. So she's in a different, you know, bracket. And she has dated men that she says are kind of beneath her, which means they make less than her. And now she realizes in, in her world that she needs a guy that makes six figures in order for her to feel comfortable. Like they kind of got to make more than her. Um, and so that's why she's calling him to say, what am I doing wrong? Why am I not getting these six, six figure men? And, um, so yeah. And, and he asked her to rate herself. She said, she's a five. She said, I'm a five. When I wake up in the morning and when I put my makeup on, I'm a six. Um, and then he, and then he just kind of ran with it. So, I'm going to say one statement and then we're going to get into the next clip so we can kind of add on to this. Um, So here's the question, right? If you take Kevin Samuels out of the equation, right? Because we all know he's, he's, he's him. Um, And then we see this a lot. Extremely successful women who are horrible at relationships. Um, I'm not going to say black, white, or pink. And we also have to take into context. Well, I'm going to give you an example for, of a white lady that's horrible in relationships when you finish, but go ahead. I, I don't, I, I'm just, I, I have to assume that they, <laughs> you know what though? You do have a point. It, it's a different mentality. Mm-hmm. As we know, there's a different mentality. They, they definitely end up marrying and being in long-term relationships at a definitely a higher rate, a way mm-hmm. higher rate. Um, <laughs> for and, and that doesn't necessarily mean bliss, but they but they they end up staying there. Um, so the question becomes: Are we to de- believe that a man who makes three hundred, four hundred k fit into a box of I want the arm candy, I want the the woman that you know she's not overweight, she's she looks a certain way. I need to have somebody on my arm when I go to the mayor's ball and she has to look like this, blah, blah, blah. Are these the majority? And if so, if that is what we are to believe, 
then even if he took the brashness away, does he have a little bit of a point? Or is he just, is it is it totally 100% off? I don't think that he's 100% off by no means. I do think that he has a point, and I want I don't want to call names, but what come to mind is I'm, um, and you guys just think about it, the celebrities and who they date. So the majority of celebrity men date celebrity women that fits a certain profile, whether it's body type, income, you know, that the way they look, you know, their, their physical appearance. Um, so then you look at celebrity women who's okay with dating men um, that doesn't necessarily, don't nece- doesn't necessarily um, fit that income bracket or that image. Right, we they're def- desperately looking for love, someone to accept them for who they are, and then who's unconditional in their sight, and who just just love them. Period. So that's what the celebrity women look for. The celebrity men they look for. Hey, I want a baddie. Is that do y'all still say that baddie? I want a teen. My audience will understand it because they not ain't ain't too many people on here young. Oh my, don't care what that means, but um. That's, that fits that certain image or profile uh, per se. But this is the thing. What percentage of the time that those relationships are long lasting? Oh, they're not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's the right. thing. That's it, it's a it's a catch-22. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of those men find that out at some point in their lives and maybe they make different decisions, maybe not. But I don't believe that it's true that they all want this, this prototype woman per se. Um, but I do believe that there's a population of men that make 500,000 or 400,000 that just Mm -hmm. really don't give a damn about none of that. They just want somebody that they can kind of, you know, have there that fits a profile and they'll work the rest out. They'll work the rest out later. Um, I, Let I, me. I, I um, that long time. You want to play the second clip? But yeah, I'm gonna play the second clip now, and then okay. we're gonna and then we're gonna stair step through this. So hold on. Okay. What kind of men are you? What kind of men are you dating? Um, I try to give. I try to give guys that not yeah. a chance. You try to do what? I try to give guys that's not on my level a chance. Why? What do you mean on yeah. your level? What does that mean? That's making six figures or more but i don't under okay you try to give guys who are not on your level a chance why because i want i honestly want a, a six-figure guy uh is what i'm realizing okay I'm, so let me just go ahead and net it out for you you ready uh-huh the guys you want aren't asking you out well, I'm, I haven't been putting myself out there, honestly. But you put yourself out there enough for the guys you don't want or believe you to ask you out. Those are like guys I met online. Right. Like, so, again, the men you want are not asking you out. See, you ladies do this. You go and deal with men who you feel are beneath you and then you ask how to fix them. I'm not beneath you. I don't know how to fix a guy that doesn't that's down there. That's not my concern. The better question is why can't you get a guy on your level? That's, that's the why real I need question. Your 
Well, the first thing, well, first of all, I would tell you what I said in here automatically is a problem. Why you would come onto a show that you know is a disagreement day? It's selfish. It's like, well, yes, ma'am. It's it's like, I want what I want. I, I don't, I don't say things for no reason. That's why I asked you questions. You're 35 years old, a business owner. That means you understand what business is, and you know this is a business. And I have a and I have a show title. And you said, "Damn your show title! I want to talk to you." But you could have went to my business and booked time to talk to me. But you wanted what you wanted, how you wanted. I'm sorry. No, it's but the, and I'm using this as lesson. That's the problem with too many of you black women. You don't do shit the right way with black men. Hold on, hold on, hold on, and go. Because <laughs> I have my comments. <laughs> hold on, let me go first. Let me go first. Let me go first. Yo, let me tell you something. This is what this is. This is rule number one. When you're when you do what I do as a as a coach. You never speak in absolutes. You black women, all women, I, you will never hear me say that. <laughs> or I would be crucified somewhere. You never do that because that means everyone is the same. Not yeah. true. So that's where he goes wrong, number one. Number two, she's saying that she wants a six-figure guy. Mm-hmm. My biggest issue with humans, when we talk about these things, we speak about people being above and below and beneath. And I hate that kind of talk because it takes away everything else about me when you relegate me to how much I make. And this is something that I ran into just growing up and dating and meeting people along the, along the way. Long, 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 long time ago. Um, People would have these cutoff points. And I would always challenge them because they would say, I'm not selling for somebody who makes less than six figures. So if I make 98K, I'm out the equation. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, they got to make a, then you, then you, you missing out on the whole lot. What if I make 90? So Mm -hmm. when you do that, you're going to, number one, you're going to miss out on a lot of good people. Number two, nowhere in this conversation, because I listened to the whole thing, did she ever say anything else about what she wanted other than they had to make six figures? Yeah. And that's what I was going to go with next. Well, you know, like you said, the generalization that he just made, and um, I agree with that, that comment. Um, I'm glad you spoke first because I think that, if I would allow my thoughts to leave my head, they would have been rude, abrupt, unprofessional. And, um, you know, I'm a cousin Christian. I make sure I tell people that. So I try not to try not to um, cuss today, tonight. I'll do better. But it seems as though um, the more she, what happened to her identifying what substance mean? Right? Um, It seems like that her, she's so, caught up on currency 
to where she figured out her, her substance. And also somewhere in the clip, and I don't know if you're going to play this part, she was like, you know, when she talks about her, you know, her, her, her body size. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I think I think that's on the last clip. Oh, okay, so I won't I, I won't skip ahead or what have you. But again, like you said, she spoke so much on currency to where she she lacked substance, and because she lacked substance, she lacked honor in herself, and um, she hasn't done enough inwardly. You have to do more inwardly than outwardly. So I'll tell you this: you know, I like to share my stories. Um, we were I was with a group of friends and we were talking. I was like, I don't want a broke man. I don't. I just don't. Um, I consider myself to be average looking. But because I'm a woman of substance and a woman of virtue, whether he makes $100,000 or $500,000, I feel like I can still get him and I don't need this man's help. But after getting the man or being in a relationship with him, what's more important to me is like his heart, um, his motives, his intentions of wanting to be with me and what's attached to those things. Because it seems like she's attaching herself to, um, to finances but she's not attaching herself to anybody that respects her. She's not um, attaching herself to a man that values her and know her worth. She's not attaching herself to a man to say, hey, you know what? I want to be a part of you, all of you, but I also want to be present in your son's life, you know? Right. Um, you know, or what have you. So she's forgetting all about that because money is so important to her. And if she's making six figures, and I agree with you, if he makes 90 or 98 or 88, you know, uh, if you put that money together, if he's going into the same pot, and if your goal is to be with this person, is it? To, you know, to, to, to have a, a forever, you know, happily ever after to be married, then what difference does it make? Because now you're one. So nobody's mm-hmm. ever taught her what one means. Nobody ever taught her what self-love means. Nobody taught her what, you know, identifying like what I need and what my son needs at 35 years old. What does he need in a man? What, how, what value am I bringing? How is my son looking at me and my daughter's looking at me as a wife and as a mother? Because he did say, do you want, you know, somebody to anybody you know, a man or a woman you want your son to go after a woman that has a 13 year old and i would have said yes because i'm that person because i'm the example and if he goes after a woman that's just like me then it's okay right but her answer is no because i'm a woman that lacks substance and i'm a woman that lacks value and i'm a woman that i don't don't respect myself and i don't care if the man don't respect me this is what it sounds like as long as he has money can he pay the mortgage which still will leave you empty on the inside. Right. Still leave you lonely, you know, and that hole gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And so as I lack respect for for, um, for him, my heart goes out to her to not have enough respect for herself, to value herself enough to say, hey, let me cleanse up in here first. Right. Yeah. So, so this is, before I play this last clip, I just want to make this one comment. Um, and I need you guys to really pay attention to this. This is what we tend to do um, mm-hmm. when we're dating and where we're trying to find, you know, the one. This is what we tend to do. We tend to date in our geographical area for the most part. Um, and we have experience in that area. And let's say most of your experiences are horrible. Mm-hmm. And in her case, she's had horrible experiences and it just so happens that all of those guys did not make six figures. So now what we do as humans is now that becomes our reality. So now when I make my next decision, I have to now base success off of men that are the opposite of those. So now you have to say, 
And, it, and it's crazy that we do this because, like I always say, it's a tiny sample size. If you are living Washington, D.C., and you date men in Washington, D.C., and it's all horrible, then you're going to be like, well, the guys in D.C. that make under 100000 they all treat women like crap. So maybe I need to go over 100000 and I'll get better treatment. It, it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. But we but we we tend to do this. If we date in a certain region and we'll say, well, all men are dogs. No, the, the ones you dated in that area, they probably are. You probably got a girlfriend in Texas or California. They might've had some dogs too, but it's still tiny. It's a tiny, it's not all. Once again, generalization. And so for her in her experience, she's like, well, I tried to date men that don't make over six figures and it's really not working. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm only going to now date men who are over 100K. And this is what I'm hearing at her. I really don't know how to go about getting one of them. So I need you to kind of tell me now that I'm going to try to go over here. I need you to give me some tips on how I can attract these men because I think I might need a change. And we see this in practice a whole, you can date, you know, a thug. And now you're like, oh, I'm going to go over here and not date a thug. Can you tell me how to date a man who who's a white collar guy. I don't understand how to do that because if I go over there, I'm probably going to get more success. Not, it's not, it, it doesn't logically, it doesn't make sense to do that. Um, so I don't know if you had anything to say, but I'm going to get into the third uh, video once you finish. So let me play the third one. This is, I think this one is like three minutes ish. So stand by. And this is the one that everybody got all up in arms about on the online. What I said. Yes. Why is that so? Okay, go ahead. I just said what it's. Go ahead. Um. My from my point of view, I feel like I, I get what you're saying. They 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 do have better options, but also those better options are younger girls. Those younger girls don't necessarily are necessarily twenty year olds are not necessarily attracted to forty five year olds. Bullshit! Um, Bullshit! I'm fifty one and I and I can't beat them off with a stick. That's another <laughs> one on you lies. No, younger women are always younger women are attracted to older men. What are you talking about? So can you see me? Yes, I can. Okay. So do you feel like a woman like me? Uh huh. What would you rank yourself on a scale from one to ten? You cannot use seven. Would I rate myself? Mm -hmm, just your face. Um, my face when I wake up five, but when I put myself together six. Okay. And how tall are you? Five five. Dress size. I'm sorry. Your dress size. A three. Okay, so that makes you, if you give yourself a five, that's average. Yes. So. Average looking women tend not to get high earning men. They tend to get average men. So, um, did you, did you, I mean, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Breathe and digest. You're 35 years old and you can look around and see the world. You don't tend to see higher earning men with average looking women off rip if you do see them they got them they got their average looking woman when they were both really young and he built his way up 
But a man earning the kind of money you're talking about does not go for an average looking woman. I mean, my body is not average, so. But your, ma'am, you please don't make me say it. <laughs> say what? I really just wanted some advice. I love you. I'm giving you. I'm giving you advice, but you're not taking it. The I'm advice is, ma'am, ma'am, you're average looking at best. I'm taking it in, but okay, but you're not accepting the fact that okay. Average-looking women, average-looking woman who's older, average-looking older woman with a 13-year-old son, average-looking woman with a 13-year-old son with a sketchy baby daddy. This gets worse every time I say something. And now you're asking for a man who's in the top 10% of men. You don't qualify for one. And you're making, I mean, I don't, I don't want to have to go there, but when you put in the, all these other factors, why can't you just get a man that's an average guy? Sometimes I feel like, um, in order to fully submit, I have to feel like he's in. Well, then you're going to, then you're going to die alone. How about that? You. I'm gonna let you go first this time. <laughs> it's so not funny. It's not. But you want me to go while you get yourself together? <laughs> oh, my daughter just is tracking up. She's like, oh, he is so disrespectful. No, she's 16. She's like, he's disrespectful. There's no way. As hell. He speak to me in that manner. He's supposed to be coaching me in any way. In, in any way. So the first thing that I noticed, I was looking at, and of course, you know, I was jotting down notes, but I looked at his body language. So he appeared to be very, very agitated and irritated with her. But then I noticed her body language, you know, she picks up the phone while he's talking or whatever. So I'm like, is she ashamed of what he's saying because she know that he's live? But does she not care? Does she just put a, a, a wall up? You know, did she say, hey, I need to guard myself in this space because um, I just rank myself as a five when I wake up and then six when I put makeup on. So my self-esteem is low, but I need you to validate me, you know, by saying, but I'm a size three, you know? So she needs to be validated by me. She needs somebody to coach her. She thinks that she's average. So with her low self-esteem, her being average, she wants to submit to a man, but she don't know the order of submission because she's basing that on income. I'm confused. I don't even think that she should have even first of the first person she should have been to to talk to was you or I, but not him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first. And yeah. Seemingly she together on the inside. Um, and then he said, you know, I guess tips on how to attract attract a man to attract a man, you know, that's in her same text. You know, I'm just accept it. Just accept what I'm saying. You know, you're worth this. You're not even worth this. I can see you. You're not worth it. So how does that make her feel as a black woman? Because, you know, my thing is, is your, your mama black, right? Because if you look like your mama, then I can say the same thing about your mom. So what happened to you? To What happened to you between you and your mom, your aunties, your ex-wife, or your boyfriend, whoever you're with? 
what happened to you to make you feel like you have to downgrade or disrespect the black woman because of your opinion? Because she's saying, hey, I'm reaching out to you. I want help. But it's always the black woman. So my story was, I met a, um, this white lady not too long ago, or what have you, recently divorced. And um, she was just all stricken because she was like, yeah, my husband left me for a Mexican. I can't believe he left me, the submissive woman who I cooked, I cleaned, I worked, I did this, I did that for a Hispanic lady. And I told her it's because of your arrogance and your ego. You know, when you put yourself above him and above God, that's not what he wanted. And he pleaded and he asked you about, you know, in so many different ways. And we forget to listen to the cues, you know, um, in, in communicating with a man and what they want. So I feel that same way about this young lady. The average guy in which she was with, he was like, hey, if you still, I would like to assume that he was a um, uh, well put together black man, because I love my black man, um, who loved her unconditionally, who would go the extra mile for her and her son. But because she was so superficial on the on the surface that she couldn't see to say, hey, I'm going to make 88 right now, but I work my way up to 106, 110, 120. If you bear and stay with me, if you just stay the course with me, I'm doing it not for just for me, but for us. And um, she overlooked that part to get with Russell. Now, what's his name again? Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, him. I'll call him. He's, he's, he'll be Russell for tonight to get with Russell, to get Russell's opinion, to say, hey, while you're on cloud nine, let me bring you down 10 notches. And then when you get on the ground, I'll stump you further down. I don't understand. Derek, for the life of me, I really can't grasp the concept of accepting the behavior, the verbiage, of everything he said. Now, he has some validity to what he said. Some of the things he said, you know, I agree with. Like, okay, so if you think you're average, then everybody else gonna think you're average. So why you want somebody else that's above average? So you're allowing your thoughts to lead you and to control you and to put you in this space. Because if it was me, I'm a nine when I wake up and then I'm a 10 when I put on makeup. Now what? Period. No matter what, so that's the esteem, the self esteem thing that she has. Um, but I'll let you talk because I have so many thoughts running through my head. <laughs> Organ organizing catalog them. We we we're gonna get back to you in a second. So let me say this. Um, I think right a lot of the people who call into him, who listen to him they in themselves meet uh, or, or fit into a certain demographic. Um, I think that these are, and, and like I said earlier in the show, the quest, the quest to fill in the blanks of the why I'm not getting what I want, it becomes mm -hmm. priority number one. And a lot of times people are drawn to, I wouldn't necessarily say him because he's like a anomaly, but um, people are drawn to people who will raise a flag and say, I have the answers because you're living your life in the absence of answers, or at least so you think. Right. Um, and a lot of times we go to the loudest dog barking because we're like, if he has all the answers and I'm looking at all these thousands of people listening to him, let me see what he's talking about. The problem I have is I believe 
I, I, I'll put it to you like this. Hopefully nobody, you know, chops my head off. There's a certain level of reality that we kind of all have to have about who we are versus what we want. Um, because we're, we're taught that you can have anyone you want and it, it's, that's not really true because. Cause I'm not with Barack. Now, yeah, not 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 necessarily for the reasons that Kevin said, but it, you can't have anything you want just because you, you. We can strive for that, but in reality, people have their own, you know, needs and their own things that they want, and a lot of times it doesn't. We all know we've all crushed and crushed on folks and wanted a certain person, and, and it didn't happen the way we wanted it to. We, it, it doesn't happen in that fairy tale land, but. For her, self-esteem was low. To me, the analyst that I am, when I saw her do this, it looked like she was taking a picture, like a groupie. Because when you look at your phone, you look at your phone like this, not like this. Mm -hmm. So she was either recording a clip or she was taking a picture because she said that she listened to his shows all the time and she loves his show and she wanted his advice. That means you're already calling in knowing that he's going to crucify and chop you down and you come in to get that in. That's why you there. You're not really there to get help for real. Um, and I just think that it's disheartening because underneath it all, she's probably a fantastic woman. But she has her own demons that she has to deal with, too, because that self-esteem in itself is going to put you out of a lot of conversations. Number one. And looking to someone like him for looking for external validation in itself is right. it's, it's already going to it, it puts you in a, in a certain mind space. And I always tell people. If you work on yourself, if you work on that, when you do get into a room with that person, you're going to be ready for them. She ain't ready <laughs> to me. She she still because she because if you when I further watch the show, he asked her a question about what does she have to offer this type of man? And this is what she said. She said, well, I, you know, I have my own business, so I'm bringing that. I'm bringing the money, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, those type of men don't really care about your money. What else? And she said, well, I learned how to plant my own garden in the backyard so I can offer that so I can plant stuff and we don't necessarily have to go to the grocery store for everything. And he was like, huh? So you see this 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 mode of thinking that she has. And that may be unattractive to <laughs> the guys that make under a hundred thousand. Um, it, it's. It's what we, a lot of us do. We have this perception of what people want. And then we think that we're molding ourselves into the image of that thing. But it, but you never had a conversation or, or even tried to figure out what those needs were. So, and I think I, I'm going to, let me see if I can word this. Some women Very good. have a misconception that what you guys are looking for is the same thing that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a guy who 
is successful and he has all his ducks in a row financially and he runs his own business or he's the, you know, the, the, the CEO or the, he's upper executive and he's doing all of it. And you want that. If you then say, well, I didn't worked all my life and I got my degrees and my PhD and I got all of this because that's what you're looking for. The man is like, I'm looking at your hips. <laughs> and you're like, well, I look what I did. Look, I got my own place in my own car and I got my own business. You should want me. Right. And, but you never have the conversation to say, what are you looking for? And when you rush in with all of that, it's not sexy to a man that just wants to be nurtured and, and just to kind of have somebody got his back, right? Sounds, mm -hmm. I know it sounds shallow, but, but this is, this is truth. Because if you notice, there's a lot of men who make a lot of money that will date a bank teller. Mm -hmm. It's not about the money. Newsflash. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for her, she thought that that business bought her a ticket into <laughs> automatically, well, I don't want to use his word, being in that world of the six-figure earner because that's what I have. I'm not saying, you know, like I said, she has a lot of stuff that she got to deal with. I tried not to invoke Kevin Samuels, but we're using him for context because I think his approach is all the way wrong. I think a lot of the stuff he does is very broad. And because it's so broad, it cannot be factual for every person. Um, and that's why I hate a lot of times when coaches or these speakers say, and that's why black women up, oh, you already messed up right there. Like you can't do that <laughs> when we're not all the same. Or that's why all black men only want, you can't do that. And, and I keep saying that because it bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me to hear that because when I hear, it's just like when women get triggered when somebody says, and that's why women, we may not be as outwardly emotional about it, but I don't want to be, I always used to, back when I was way, 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 way back in the day, when I was out dating, I used to always say, don't put me in a box I don't belong in. Stop doing that. I'm not him. <laughs> back it up. Put, put, move the trauma over here. I'm not him. Don't put me in that box. So when somebody says all men, I'm like, whoa, you led with the wrong word. Stop. And he does that as a routine of his show. And unfortunately, it's normally against black women. That's a whole nother, you know, we could do a whole episode about that too. Um, and how we just beat up on each other. That's why stuff is all messed up. Like we, it's like we, we're on opposing teams and we trying to figure out who's going to win. I, I think that the, the all black women and the only black, it could be one of two things. He knows that he'll get attention from black women and will respond to it and his ratings are going to go up one or two because of the trauma that he experienced with whether it was his mother or his grandmother with a black woman. Like you said, he's put us all in the same box. And it could have been like when he was younger, he was very unattractive. And black women didn't find him attractive, so he couldn't date us. And date, the women that he wanted to date didn't want to date him. 
Um, so that caused a bigger issue. And it's, 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 it could be, you know what, it could be a, a whole spectrum of things that we could come up with, you know, collectively together to try to identify why he's tagging all black women. But that's a choice that he made. And he said that we wouldn't. Mm, that we're not going to continue to bring his Ralph's name up. And I want to just kind of can I, if you don't mind, just kind of turn the conversation for a second, because I see mm -hmm. that it's women on here. I see a lot of women are posting. Um, I see a lot of comments and, and it's a lot of women that I spoke to privately. And then a group of friends and I had this conversation or similar conversation to this last night. But my question to the women, Derek, is do they understand the difference between substance and surface? When you plant things, uh, when you're a surface person and just take this under consideration, um, that you're planting the seed on top. And when you're planting the seed on top, that means that it's not getting any fertilization, that it's no room for it to grow. So you're not uncomfortable in any situations, you're not growing in any, in any situation, there's no soil. That means there's, there's nobody pouring it to you. You're not pouring it to them. It's just that if it's not this thing right here that I can see immediately, um, then it's, it's surface. Then you consider the things that, are you a, a woman of substance? So this is the conversation that we had last night when discussing about tonight. And the gentleman, uh, one of the gentlemen that was there was like, you know, women don't do, women aren't how they were back in the day. And then us, you know, um, women back in the, in the day were submissive to uh, their husband. You know, they cooked, they cleaned, they took care of the house, you know, um, and they showed up for the husband. And so my question was in the back of my head, but if I show up for him, he has to have the same capability to show up for me, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, psychologically, you know, even financially. So we'll all be on the same playing field because you're asking me for, I mean, I want my equality, but I'm, it's, I, I can submit because she used the word submit and submission. But if you don't know how to identify what submission means, if you're not asking the right questions and doing the relationships of like, um, how do I love you? What does love look like to you? You know, how do you define love? Who taught you how to love? you know, those those questions, then you're going, she's gonna continue to be the surface woman that she is, and she'll continue to get, continue to receive the rejection that she's um, receiving from whether he makes 80,000 or 150,000, you know, because she's planting her seed on top of the soil. There's no growth, there's no fertilization in who she is. So my heart goes out to her, you know, my heart goes out to him. I have empathy for him as well. It's because whoever hurt him, he hadn't healed from that. And so a healing has to take place. And people will, um, don't realize, and I was speaking to a young lady about this tonight, that if you can't forgive and heal simultaneously, then you'll be stuck in a rut for forever. But it's a process to that. You can't just come on this podcast here or go to a different podcast and just listen, oh, that, this happened and that happened. It's a whole process to go behind healing and, and learning how to heal and to know how to heal because there's so many demons that you have to face, you know? Um, so that's what's more important to me tonight. Ralph did his thing. He got the ratings. He got the 2,000 views. I don't care about that. Whether it's 12, 2, or 20 views on this podcast tonight. What about that woman and or that man who hadn't identified, hey, I haven't healed in this area. This is a flaw. 
this is a place I can do better. I want to do better and I want to grow. But I hadn't gone back to the eight-year-old or the 18-year-old, the 28-year-old shit, the 44-year-old, you know, me. And I'm not able to identify, like, I hate when I feel this way. But why is it making me feel this way? Because I react and I respond in this manner. That's what's more important, you know, to me right now, to teach the difference between being a surface woman or man or being a man, a woman of substance and attracting mm -hmm. a man that will value being that woman of substance. That's what's important to me. Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> I just want to touch on a couple points because, you know, we ain't going to be yeah. on here all night, but I got a little yeah. bit of time. Um, so, so this is what, uh, from a male perspective, this is what I know to be true based on me watching, because I study I study human behavior like nobody's business. You do. This guy, <laughs> this guy, definitely has had some relationship issue, whether whether it's familial or, um, and I believe a lot of it has been relationship um, issues with black women. Um, I looked, I looked at a couple pictures of him from before this time that we're in and he looked like somebody that, that wasn't, and, 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 and I'm no, you know, I'm not looking at him as far as like his looks or anything. Cause I, I'm a whole dude over here, but he, he looked like somebody that wouldn't have been appealing, um, mm -hmm. to the masses. And I think he got a lot of rejection. Um, once upon a time, and I think the person who he has become is a reflection of him trying to overcompensate for all mm -hmm. of the stuff that he went through, even in his appearance, how he dresses, and how he treats black women. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of one of those kind of wolf and sheep closing things, like he'll say, I just want to help you, I just want to help you. And like I said earlier, if you don't agree with him, then he mm -hmm. kind of shoves your face in the mud and calls you a yeah. bitch. Get off my mm -hmm. show. And I'm like, so you can't be this. You can't be both in the same body. That mm -hmm. last commentary that you made when he got her off that phone, he was like, and this is what the F I'm talking about with you broads, black women. Boo -boo. And then he, then he, he clicked her off. That's who you are. Right. That's why I have to tell people, you don't like, you don't say stuff like that on accident. That comes from a real mm -hmm. place. And right. he never says you, he says black women. This was wrong with black women. And I'm like, mm -hmm. so it's not about her. Who, who is, where's this coming from? Mm -hmm. You have to mm -hmm. think about this ladies, when you're dealing with these type of men who tend to be a little elitist. They put all of their accolades on front street all the time. Right. And they want you to bow down narcissist. Mm -hmm. They want you to, they want you to do what they say or else you right. got to look for these cues. And again, like we said at the beginning of the show, you also, we can, we can talk and crucify his name till we blew in the face, but you got to look at the layers here. These women know that he's a narcissistic asshole and they still keep coming back. So is that really all about him 
Or is there something to be said about the people that come and listen? The women, I'm not even talking pe people, women, black women who come and take his advice. Because I have like, as a, as a coach, one of my pet peeves is these people that take advantage of your need to, like I said, to fill in the blanks. And so they'll speak with an authoritative voice and you believe it because of the delivery, not because of the substance behind it. And you ride with that as a solution. And I think by and large, in the absence of a solution, you'll pretty much put anything in, in that in that that spot so that you can have closure or you can figure out the why. And that's a dangerous place to be in because you, once again, like we said, you're looking for external validation. You may have to go talk to somebody. He ain't the one. Um, but <laughs> you got to stop looking for the magic pill to take to make your relationships um, just magically work out. You have to be the driver of what happens or doesn't happen to you. And nothing's perfect. But when you get centered a little bit, you you get a you have a bullshit radar like nobody's business. But when you're out there like she was, broken, she felt defeated, she felt rejection, and she's just like, I'll take any advice at this point. I don't even I just need to I, I need this vision of having this man and having this life, this fairy tale. And I need you to tell me how to get the fairy tale because I'm obviously not going to figure it out by myself. So, and that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous place to be in to, to be so needy for that. That's why you are attracting men that's going to play you and treat you like crap because those type of guys and those of you who are familiar with my show, Billy loves women like this. The lowest hanging fruit is the easiest prey. You got to fix that first before you could ever attract that dude that you're looking for. Um, so. I'm sorry. Excuse me. And the fact that she um, said, I, I think the question was asked, like, what do you have to bring to the table? You know, whatever you mentioned this earlier. And her answer was very vague and minimal. Like, you don't have anything outside of a, a vegetable garden to bring to the table. So that in itself, like, so when I, I watched this video, that clip so many times, and then the last few times I watched it, I had to mute it because I just wanted to watch her and look into her eyes and watch mm -hmm. her body, you know, and just get a sense of, of her and who she, who, who I think that she is in the spiritual realm. Like I wanted to connect with her spiritually mm -hmm. and my heart like bled and I'm like, it's no way. Because to me, she's a beautiful black woman. Whether she's mm -hmm. a size three or thirty, she's beautiful. But my heart goes out to her when you can identify what you have to bring to the table. So something happened to where she was told what she could or she couldn't do, and it was you know she was aggressive in climbing up the you know the corporate ladder and having her own entrepreneur, you know, and and producing and creating income to where nobody ever taught her how to be a woman. What happened to that? <laughs> You know, nobody taught her how to, to to be a woman of substance, a woman of class, you know, a woman of value, a woman, woman of dignity. Like, what happened? What happened? To, what happened to that? And so that's what I felt from her. 
And I don't like feeling that from black, from women, period, no matter what color they are. And so my heart easily goes out and get tugged, and, you know, and, and get pulled away at, at her. So I don't, I don't want to pick on her or, or, or I don't want to continue to paint her to be like this, this idiot, because that's the word that keeps popping up in my mind for calling him, you know, and use, like your analogy earlier, you said it's probably her taking a picture or even screen recording. And, I'm, and in my mind, I'm like, why would you want to screen record a man disrespecting you, belittling you, you know? Just yeah. Tearing at, tearing at your insides. That's, that's not cute. So it's so much to say about her and her healing process and being healed from, if she's 35, so, you know, years of things, of flaws or things that she hadn't truly identified with. Like she's refusing to identify like with who she is. And so that, that hurts me. But anyway, um, now you want to read some of the comments because we have to. Um, you probably have some that I don't because you probably have people, I don't know. But I, I, um, um, Princess Goody from Facebook says, bottom line is these hookers want a five-star life, but yet offering up a, a 211 still reserved malt liquor, my friend. <laughs> Monique McWilliams says he's still unattractive, even now. Um, she also says, but Lady Avery is making so many valid points. I love her wisdom. Thank you. Um, Dawn Green said earlier, he said she doesn't qualify like a man is alone. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> uh, Tiffany Lightfoot from Facebook says the younger girl with daddy issues are attracted to old ass men. <laughs> so, so yeah, like, like seriously, like I'm gonna touch on that point and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback on what you just said earlier. As a man, we know that we see younger women that'll claim being attracted to older men. But I very, very rarely see 20 attracted to 50 just because of attraction. <laughs> like you like you can say daddy issues, you can say whatever. But I very rarely see that wide of a spectrum if it's not some other and an intention behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we could say, oh, you know, older people are dating younger people, but I'm not talking about thirty and forty. I'm talking about twenty and fifty. I'm nobody's judge, but I've I've been here a little while. I've never really seen that. Barring daddy issues or whatever, it's like, oh my God, 55, I need that. I have, come on, stop. <laughs> That's number one point. <laughs> number two, what you were saying about her, I think you said something about her not, not working on being a, a woman or something to that effect. And so that goes back to <clears throat> my point what I was saying about some women who, <laughs> who believe that your accolades mm -hmm. will buy you into mm -hmm. this successful relationship. <clears throat> that does not take into account 
like you said, the substance. Right. Are you, with all of your accolades, a good partner in a relationship? Right. And this particular woman thought that it was that simple. Mm-hmm. I've made it. I make six figures now. I run my own business. Now the type of guy I want, he should want me. Mm-hmm. I did the work. And like you said, we don't want to pick on her. The reason why we have to discuss her is because she is not by herself. There's a lot of women out here who are just like her or very close to having this thought process. And Mm -hmm. I see it and I know you see it all the time where and I commend you ladies on achieving what you need to achieve in life. But when that becomes the badge that you wear and that is the only thing that you are saying that is going to get you a man stop it it's not (laughs) it is not and sure we would want you to be intelligent sure we would want you to be gainfully employed but all that extra stuff it, it, it means nothing to me as a man Because what it's really telling me is you are overcompensating because you have to keep telling me what you have. Mm -hmm. When you do that, it opens up a door for me to treat you less than what you deserve because now I see the broken in you. I need for you to catch that, people. If you as a woman need to continually tell men I don't need you. I got my own stuff. I I got my PhD. I got this. So what's the, I don't need, I'm good. Two things going to happen. You're showing me the chink in your armor and you are outwardly emphasizing because nobody said anything about who you were. You're leading with your resume. You are letting me know this is how men think. Some some men. Mm-hmm. You're letting me know you don't need me. Right. I don't fit. Mm-hmm. And if that is your, and this is what her primary focus was, I'm a business owner. So right. in, in that, that kind of speak, Let's me know exactly where she is. It's just like when men do it. If I'm always talking about my job all the time, it's because I don't have anything else to talk about. You have nothing else to offer. Nothing. Yeah. And, and we both men and women have to pay attention to this. This is a, what we would call a red flag. You don't have any conversation, but as a woman, you got to sit there and listen to his day and you just got to, and he's just talking and it's about him and you on date number one. This, and, and, and I could see her out on a date saying, yeah, I got my own, you know, I'm, I'm on my own business and I got this and I have that and you know, what's up and boo, boo, boo. And she, you know, I think what she said in the beginning of the interview, when he told her what she did, I think she said that the men that were making below six figures 
basically was looking at her as a come up. Okay. They wanted they wanted a piece of the they wanted to partner in the business, so they wanted to and, and this is my thing. This way this is what you guys have to know. Well, you should already know this. A man that's worth his salt, even if he let's say she makes a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I may be, there are some men that may be in, let's say I make sixty. I may be intimidated or feel like I couldn't take care of you financially if you're making a hundred and I make 60. But as you ladies know, there's also a population of men that just want you and they'll give a damn about what you make and they're going to come and they're going to talk to you and they're going to do whatever they got to do. If I'm so caught up in partnering to, to kind of grab onto what you have, Red flag. I don't need that in order for me to get you. And if I do, and if that's a qualifier for me to get you, then you need to throw me away. Mm -hmm. Stop dealing with these dudes. Mm -hmm. If they looking at you as a come up and you're allowing it, he on the couch in your house because he ain't got no place to stay. He, his mama stay with him. Like we see, like, yeah, I mean, now we're getting older in age, so that could be true. But <laughs> this is what they, this is what happens. And so you got to think about it. If she says in her town, because I think she's in North Carolina, all the men that make under 100000 they looking at her as a come up. But then if you asked her, and this is my speculation, how many of these men have you dated? I'm sure it's probably under 10. And now her whole outlook on dating is based on that. Go a couple cities over. Go to another. You can drive to South Carolina in two hours. Go check it out. Because you, (laughs) this area that you live in, obviously, number one, it's two things. It's not fruitful for you. But then it may not be fruitful for you because of you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We never think about that. It's them. Yeah. Right. Think about it. She said they don't tr- the men under they are they're the problem. They should want me because look at what I got. Right. If you if that's how you walking around living life and dating, you will not see the type of success that you want because it takes away us just being human <laughs> and the human the condition and interacting and how we fit. We're just talking about resumes. Right. You see, I'm getting passionate. I hate, uh, I hate, this is like my pet peeve. These people, oh, I got a degree and you don't, so you're not on my level. <laughs> it burns my soul with this whole level talk. I'm better than you. That mm. is so funny. That's funny. True story. So I was like, um, so I had my first child at 19, and um, she's 25 now. Um, I'm very proud of her. But anywho, so I was at a community college, a JUCO, and, and we went up to Jackson State University. You know, that's where Deion Sanders is, because I'm from Mississippi, right? And just want to put that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were at this party at homecoming, and this guy, you know, he, he had just pledged, and he was like, so what's, what school do you go to? And I was like, oh, I go to, you know, and I named him junior college. He was like, oh, kept going. So the next guy came up to me, what school do you go to? I, I told him, junior college, you know, because I'm somebody's mama. Oh, okay. 
was no longer interested. The third guy, what school do you go to? Oh, I got 10, spell me. He was like, oh, okay, all right. And so we were talking, talking, talking. And then I said, well, actually, you know, I lied to you. I, I don't attend Spelman. I, I noticed that the first three guys that try to talk to me, you know, they disengaged in the conversation based on where I attended school. So I told you Spelman because I think you're a nice guy, blah, blah, blah. He was like, oh, you, you don't attend Spelman? I was like, no. He was like, oh, okay. I'll be back. After we had sat and talked for like 20, 30 minutes to this day. Now, this is <clears throat> however many years later, 25 years later, um, the guy came across, I came across the guy on social media. I remembered his first name, didn't remember the last name. And I had seen him, you know, a couple of times in between, you know, just throughout life or whatever. And um, he hit me up probably about six, five, six years ago, something like that. And uh, asked me how I was doing. I said, I'm still attending that JUCO that I told you about when we met. So that's always been our running line, right? Um, and so we laughed, you doing good? I'm doing great, blah, 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 blah. So about three and a half years ago, he hit me up again. He was like, I see that you've progressed from junior college. You must be attending a university now. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I finally got in. It took me a long time, finally got into a university. Of course, I've already graduated, you know, with, um, with dual master, a dual master degree, right? And so, but I didn't share this with, share that with him. So this Negro says, um, well, because I'm thinking we're joking. Clearly, I graduated from college, but I'm thinking like you're joking. He was like, um, well, since you're on the path now of at least trying to graduate and um, you have your grown woman body, you think that we can get a chance to get to know each other? <laughs> That's that. That what does that work? <laughs> Sir, sir, say what now? <laughs> what? Grown woman body. And so, um, of course, you know, I started my transformation at that time and coaching and understanding my flaws and learning how to communicate with people. And, you know, so I just simply told him um, whether I had a grown woman body or not, I wouldn't be interested in you. Because what I found out and just doing my research over the years and watching you and the way you move on social media, you move the same way you did when we were 19 years old. And until you grow up, maybe you'll be able to get a woman, but this not me, not this one. Um, I tell them, you know, nothing against you. I don't want to speak anything against you, but if I could help you become a better version of who you're trying to be, I would love to do that. But I'm not interested in you, you know, or what have you. So um, I don't know what led me to share this story. But people, you know, I just... Yeah, it, it's and you know, and he was forty one at the time, so you know, you, you still have to. You, we have to grow up and identify our own flaws, and and we don't have it how we had it at nineteen. I'm, I don't have her. I ain't got that body. She gone. Twenty five. She gone. All <laughs> I have is this here and my heart to offer you, and and that's it. And then I'm going to do it in the, the best of my ability, you know, um, without sending a representative. Yeah, it it sucks. Um, the comments. Um, <laughs> my sorrow. Her name is Maya. Also, she said that was bold as hell for him to do that. And Chrissy was like, "Yes, yes." But let me see. Um, so Miss Danielle Nilsor, she said self hate is real. She was speaking, talking about the young lady. So clearly, she hates herself. And Jenna Roberts said she does. 
she doesn't even know what she's bringing to the table. Well, that's a problem. That's true. Um, Jenna also said she needs self-love, worth, and confidence before she starts looking for a man because you got to know your worth to get your worth. I agree. Yeah. And, and um, we're going we gonna to wrap this up in a minute because I know it's past your bedtime. Um, it is. I have, actually have another call. So yeah, so let's make sure we get you to your call. Um, okay. I'm gonna make one last statement. I'm gonna let you um, say any parting words, and then we, you know, where people can find you and all the all the things you got going on. Um, but my final statement on this is the way that I look at life. And why this Kevin Samuels thing, even though it bothered me, I try to learn and take pieces out of everything in life to try to take points that I can learn from, right? And as much as people, and, and, and it, it speaks to our conversation tonight, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people tuned in thinking that it was going to be like, you know, the gossip column and we was just going to be doing all of this bashing of Kevin Samuels. I wasn't here to praise him or bash him. I'm here to say there's a lesson to be learned. And this is how we need to approach most things in life, even the bad mm-hmm. stuff. We need to take yeah, the points yeah. out of it. And the and the biggest point out of this is there are people out here that are searching for things um so aggressively that and they don't even realize what that end result should look like. Um, and, and this is a life lesson. Um, when you when you try to accomplish something, you at least got to try to figure out what, what it looks like or what, <laughs> what you need to do to try to get there instead of assuming that you just deserve success just because you exist. You got work mm-hmm. to do too. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to let you say have the last word and let people know where they can find you. Again, I'm Maya Avery. Thank you so very much, Derek, for this opportunity, this platform for allowing me to speak my truth openly. Um, I greatly appreciate that. I appreciate you valuing me. I appreciate the weekly phone calls. This man texts me every week to ensure that I am okay. And sometimes I'm not, but I always say that I am, you know, to avoid you being overly concerned. So I want to tell you thank you uh, because it's important for us to just check on friends, even our neighbors and family, just to say, hey, you're being thought of. So I want to tell you, thank you for that. I sincerely mean it. It means a lot to me. That's the first thing. You can find me at Maya Avery on Facebook. On Instagram, you can find me at Motivating Force. Also, I would love for you guys to check out my teen children's website. It's www.himgarb, H-E-M-G-A-R-B.com. It's a clothing line. And I want to guarantee you guys a percentage of the proceeds will not be spent on Foolish things like that PS5. We're not doing that. But they're, <laughs> they're investing their money into stocks as well as, um, you know, for their future in, in, in college. And that's what I'm doing with the money. So, uh, and a lot of people, you know, go out and buy labels and, you know, not to say that I'm not a label girl, because I am. But that's not what they're doing. I want to tell you, thank you again. It's Maya Avery when, um Facebook Motivating Force on Instagram. Please follow me at Motivating Force and visit their website at www.himgarb.com. And the reason why it's called Him and God is because in the Bible, it says in Matthew 9 and 21, it says, if I can touch the hem of your garment, I shall 
be free. I shall be praised. I shall be healed. And so we want to stay healed amongst the land. So thank you guys and peace out. Absolutely. And on that note, we wrapping up the podcast portion. Make sure that you guys, especially you guys on the audio version, please go to www.relationshipgumbo.info. I have one-on-one coaching. I have apparel. I have a group coaching app that you guys need to get on. You subscribe for $20 a month and you get everything. Please go to that site and you can see what you get. You get it. You get me. You get me on a regular basis, not just once once a once a month or once every time I post. You get to really have dialogue and, and be able to ask the questions you want to ask and all the things you always wanted to know. We can hash it out together and, and grow and heal as a family. So on that note, um, we're gonna get out of here and I appreciate you guys for coming. And we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Okay, everybody wants good love. That's true, I know. Derek Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo. Welcome to the podcast. Ain't no doubt we all need this. Hey, cause better relationships need better ingredients. Hey, so if you want better relations, it's about communication, finding love, staying together. We all wanna make it better. Yeah, Derek Jones, the host, your relationship coach. Thank you all for tuning in. Relationship gumbo.